You have no idea how much Will Smith lyrics are stuck up in this brain yeah. right now. Ready to More than in Will Smith. Yeah, Will I Smith think so. calls you when he wants to go on tour. Yeah, he's like, how does he get jiggy with it go again? I go, okay, let me tell you. Hold on. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Welcome to Bob's and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about the Gavinator allows Disneyland to return to normal. Or does he? a $100 sandwich that has the internet abuzz, the Sophie's Choice between Spider-Man and Star Wars, the $65 downloadable content that's available for Spider-Man web slingers, and in our main segment, we celebrate the opening of Avengers Campus by taking a look at the history of the land that came before it, a bug's land. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic. I had it all set, and then I forgot it. It's absolute Aaron Robbins. (laughs) I like that you abbreviated brother on the mic bottom. Yeah, you're my BOTM. <laughs> you're my BOTM, brother on the mic. Welcome to episode 61. 61. Can you believe it? Can I, I've been dying to ask you this question. We've been yes. sitting here chatting, doing the Patreon, we, we, having, we having have, a bunch of fun. We have wound up for this show by yeah. doing about two hours of podcasting ahead of time. Will Smith stopped by earlier, That's and that right. was that was really <laughs> fun. That was really fun. What happened to your wrist, man? I, I, a couple I questions. Know. You have a big gash on your wrist. Also, I believe that Band-Aid's on the wrong direction. What do you mean it's on the wrong direction? I think you should I think you should align the band-aid to the cut, not not perpendicular to it. Oh yeah, I know. I basically my arm looks like I walked through a plate glass window. Yeah. And uh and just threw a band-aid on with little or no care. I didn't care. Just stitch it up. Just make sure it connects somewhere. Yeah. Uh no, I know. I, I'm just I'm tore up. Did you go berry hunting? Well, I want to remind you that while you have been gallivanting in Disneyland, yes. I've been hard at work in manual labor That's over true. the course of yeah, several building, weekends. Building sod buckets and strawberry planters. And I'm, I'm, I'm tilling the earth. I'm you doing, are. I'm doing the, the in good In style, work. some would say as well. In style. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, tilling it up and in the process, also tilling my arms. Oh, is that what happened? Uh, it's just, I just, I'm just all tore up from sheet metal cutting me and... Uh, you know, when you're cutting sod, you have to have a blade to yeah. cut some parts of it as well. And so right. like, I don't know what to say about that. Are you done with the, what else is going on? Are you done with the project? What else have you been up to? What, what's been keeping you busy in between episode 60, which was our, our big fun trip recap. And, uh, and today what's been keeping School you busy? School is ending for the kids. Yeah. So we've been on, uh, the farewell tour for, uh, the 2020-2021 academic year. Yeah. Uh, everybody is ready to be done. They're ready to welcome in summer. Yeah. Uh, and so I think we've just been uh, more or less gearing up for that. Right on. Uh, and excited about that. And that is pretty much it. Right That's on. That's pretty much it. I went to a piano recital on Saturday. I went to a piano recital yesterday. Tell me about your piano Did you recital. Really? Yes. Uh, it was uh, late at night. Uh-huh. We were How long s- was it? Uh, two hours, I believe. Ooh. We were in the second <laughs> second group of two. Oh, please. Uh, took Kennedy over there, and uh, she was in the second group, and so I had to wait for her to play, and... 
Uh, I was very excited. The song she played was, uh, I don't know, it was very, very difficult, very challenging yeah. song. Lots of scales, lots of runs up and down. And it was just awesome. I remember when she started playing and I remember, you know, what that sounded like. And there were a few moments during her recital piece where I closed my eyes and just listened to the music yeah. and it sounded like a record player. Oh, like it I love sounded it. like real rich classical music coming out of there. And then I opened my eyes and I would see her up there and be like, I can't believe that's my daughter like playing that. It's amazing. So it was really fun. It's too bad you had to do two hours of that though. Yeah, I mean, it ate up my entire Saturday yeah. night and most of my Saturday. But other than that, it was pretty awesome. You got to come over to our piano school. Oh, yeah. Tell me about your piano school. we had a recital last night, uh, but they split it up into three blocks. Yeah. So uh, we were the first block, which meant we were there for like 45 minutes. And then we were out. I prefer the number of blocks equal to the number of students. So if you have 40 students, <laughs> 40, 40 blocks. blocks, you show up at 715, you'll be out of here by 718. It was, del- I, yeah, I felt the same way though. I was so uh, proud of, of the kids that played. Did all three of your kids play in it? Just two of my, my okay. two oldest. Uh, they played and uh, again. They both play the piano? They both play the piano. How long have they been playing? Uh, only a year. Mm-hmm. And it was just really, they both did a great job. I, again, did they get nerves at all? Is that like a factor at all? Uh, no, they were just like, they were just directed. They were ready wow. to go. They were just ready to go. They went up, sat down, played, walked away. Do you think uh, we have news to talk about or is there anything else you want to get into before we jump into that, there, that sweet, sweet news? There is something okay. we have news to talk about Okay, and we have a great discussion topic. This Super all sort of excited. centers around the opening of Avengers Campus, which mm-hmm. is going to be really cool. But we got really exciting news. Okay. This is exciting bobsled news. I love exciting bobsled this news. This is the first episode of Bob Says and Banthas that is debuting on the Magic of the Mouse radio, which oh, is fun. A, a web radio station that streams Disney music and Disney podcasts 365 days a year. Yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I sort of like did that wrong. That's okay. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Divide by two. 365 days a year. Don't divide by zero. Don't do it. Uh, you could divide by one. That's fine. Yeah. It's um, fun that they have like area music loop, yeah. mu- uh, mu- music from movies. They have the Bob Sleds and Banthas podcast, yep. some other podcasts from our pod friends on there. Our pod friends like We Like Theme Parks is on there. Mm-hmm. Disney Assembled is on there. There are other Disney podcasts as well that are that are on there as well. Uh, and so we are going to be in the rotation fun. on Magic of the Mouse Radio. And so you can check them out and sort of stream music. If you, wa- if you want to just sit in the Disney atmosphere. Yeah. And you got a trip coming up, and you just want to completely have the playlist set for you, know, zone in, zone, zone into, into Disney. It. Yeah, you just go to Magic of the Mouse Radio, and you can just stream there. Or uh, we have set up a link to it. You can visit us, bobsandbanthas.com forward slash radio, yeah. and it'll take you right over to Magic of the Mouse Radio. Fun. So yeah, uh, that's big news for us, which we are very very excited about. Great. And we've got big news for you coming up in the news segment right after this yodel. Right on. Uh, do uh, <laughs> do uh, do I love rock and roll, but in a yodel? Yodelay, yodelay, Oh, that's good. I was going to do Oh. Yodel, yodelay. Yo, yodel, yodelay. Yodelay, 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 It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. I have to tell you. Bring it home. Oh, no. That's quite fine. <laughs> I have to tell you that exceeded, that exceeded 
uh, my expectations. Really? Yeah, but quite a lot. I and feel like the Mickey Yoda last week was better. If I'm you know what I did? You want me to tip the hat? First of all, your Mickey and that is spot on, but I found... Uh, I was wondering if you tweaked it. I'll be I honest did. with you. I did tweak did you? it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I sped it. I, I played around with the speed of your voice and the pitch, and didn't you hear it? I mean, did you not hear that it sounded I, so much like Mickey? I did to the point where I was like, is my Mickey that good? It's, I didn't think yeah. it was. <laughs> I accidentally had it fast, and I was like, oh, man, that sounds just like it. So I pitch-corrected it up to middle C, set it at 15% faster, and I was like, we're going to do a whole show like this. I'm going to interview Mickey Mouse. You are going to interview Mickey Mouse. I can't wait. About uh, 90s boy bands. <laughs> That's right. Bill Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Gonna be, now, uh, Mickey, what do you think about Bill, Bill Biv DeVoe? True or false, Mickey? You were once in NSYNC, or very close to it. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to talk about that. I don't know why you wouldn't. You'd be the <laughs> only one not talking about it. Did you bring any news? I did bring news. Oh, fun. What do you want to talk about? Is it hot news or just kind of lukewarm? Oh, it's so hot, Some of this Aaron? is hot. I've previewed it, and I, I know, know a little bit about it. It is hot. Mm. Hot, hot, hot. What do you got? What Buster do you got? Poindexter, hot, hot, hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me mond on fire, me news on fire. Wow. Feeling oh, hot, this, hot, this, hot. This bit is on fire. Uh, the Gavinator <laughs> allows Disneyland to return to normal. Bum, bum, bum. Or does he? What's going on? So, I for... For those of us who live in California, we all know that June fifteenth is a magic day. And just a real quick, I thought you were—I thought you were put on a timeout from talking about the governor. <laughs> is that timeout expired? No, I that thought guy, you were on the stairs. That guy that left the three-star review because I yeah. talked about him too much—he's not listening anymore. Okay, so you're so, off the time. As far as you understood, you're not in timeout anymore. As far as I understood, okay. am I allowed to keep talking? Continue. About this? Yes, continue. Listen, I will—I will proceed as best as I can. Do the best you can. All so. right. So uh, June fifteenth is a magic date in California. Yeah. Uh, our gracious Emperor Gavin Newsom has uh, decreed that on June 15th... That he'd like to not be recalled. <laughs> I'm just joking. You said it, I didn't. Okay. You're getting the three-star this time, not me. Uh, so yeah, basically he said, he, he tweets, and he, sa- he tweets and says, we're keeping it simple. Thanks, Gavin. Yeah. Businesses will be able to return to usual operations. Physical distancing and capacity limitations will no longer be required for most places Okay. in this thing that he's calling Beyond the Blueprint. So for our California- Wow, Beyond yeah, the Blueprint. Beyond That's the got blueprint. like a flashy like, woo. Well, it was Blueprint for a Safer yeah. Economy, yeah. right? Uh, which had all the restrictions in it. And now there's the Beyond the Blueprint. Do you think when they came up with those names to any of them were like, to heck with the Blueprint or what Blueprint? <laughs> or maybe we just don't lean into this whole Blueprint thing to begin <laughs> yeah. with. How's that sound? How about we just say- we're Blueprint opening. sounds like we've thought about it, <laughs> yeah, right. about it a lot. <laughs> Blueprint sounds like we're going to execute something that yeah. is in line with this. Right. Uh, so anyways, he's saying capacity limitations are out, which yeah. means that Disneyland will not have capacity restrictions on it beginning June 15th. Amazing. Now, a lot of people would think that that means that like, oh, Disneyland's going to go back to normal. Yes. Uh, but there is, there's a hook. There's a hook here, and that is the belief that uh, large... How how they refer? Oh, they refer to this as mega events. Mega events uh, that are outdoor events of over ten thousand people are going to have special regulations. Yeah, okay. uh, Which is to say that the venues are required to provide masks for all customers. Wow. Uh, though the attendees will not be required to wear them if they've been fully vaccinated. Okay. So again, it feels like, and again, I'm trying to not get political about this. I'll do my best, but. A lot of people have said, oh, all these things are going away June 15th. If you live in California, right. you will hear a consistent drumbeat of like, 
there aren't going to be any restrictions. Yeah, that'll all be over by June 15th. It'll be all over by by June 15th. But when you start to read into it, you're like, no, not exactly. They're just replacing one thing with another thing. And so they are not saying masking is going away. Right. They're saying capacity restrictions are going away, which means you can let as many people as you want in. Right. However, you have to make sure that they're all masked up or you have to figure out how to account for them being vaccinated. And when it comes to Disneyland, this is the interesting trick. Yeah. Because Disneyland... If they're going to follow the recommendations or whatever whatever this looks like when June 15th comes, Disneyland is going to have to either request vaccination cards yeah. or require you to wear a mask in order to get into the park. The, the two questions that pop up in my mind is, how are they supposed to track that you are continuing to wear a mask once you get through the turnstiles? And also, vaccinations have not been approved for young kids. So does that mean yeah, parents are allowed families, to not yeah. wear masks, but the kids are all going to have to be in masks when they go to Disneyland? I'll tell you this. My my biggest problem with Disneyland right now, and I know you, you and I differ on this a little bit. My, right. my biggest problem was not the masks of, of what took away the magic for me. Uh, you know, the, the masks were not the main thing. It was the it was the distancing. Yeah. And that is that is sort of inversely related to the capacity issues. So when you say, oh, capacity stuff's gone at Disneyland, I don't think like, oh, that's great. I think, yeah, but if that comes with distancing, that actually is not a good thing. That, that could be a very scary thing to have. capacity at Disneyland with social distancing, to me, sounds like Armageddon. According to the Gav, that's not happening. That social distancing will be gone? Social distancing is going away. Oh, good, yeah. And so it's going to be masks or vaccinations. And and line line spacing will return to normal and all that? I don't know. It sounds sounds okay. It sounds like a step in the right direction. It sounds like a step in the right direction. You think it's very hard to enforce. I don't don't understand how this is going to play out. Right. I, I think that's what it is, is like, again... We talked last week about what seemed to be a logistical nightmare of maintaining lines and maintaining food and places to eat. So that is being removed. So you don't have that logistical nightmare because you can just go back to lines are what lines are. But now you are replacing it with a new logistical nightmare of how do you make sure that everybody who is in this park is following the safety protocols that are specific to them in their circumstance based on whether or not they have or have not received a vaccination? Yeah, I think it's yellow shirts have vaccinations <laughs> right. and red shirts do not. So the question then becomes... Everybody gets a mask and a free shirt. Right. Now, uh, in California, there have been a lot of places that I have gone to recently where I have walked in and said, do you need me to wear a mask? And they go like, if you want to. Like, know. that's okay if you want to. Like, And so I wonder whether or not this is what the future of California yeah, is going to look like is Disney is saying, hey, listen, uh, do, can you can you prove that you have a vaccination card? And you say, yes, and they go, great, you don't have, you don't have to wear a mask. And that you go through the turnstiles, and then, oh, you can't? Okay, well, you need to wear this mask. And then as soon as you go through the turntiles, turntiles mask comes off, and they're not enforcing anything. Right. It would be very hard to at that point. I, time, can, I can't impossible. imagine how they would Unless do it. Unless you go with my yellow shirt, red shirt idea. Yellow shirt, red shirt. Yeah. Which, again, how awkward is that? I think it's fine. I mean, I you probably should so? theme it a little bit better than that, I think. Maybe we go like the in and, in and out colors or something, like colors of emotion or something. Uh, maybe like a uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey uh, yeah. if you're not vaccinated, black and white. Okay, all black and, then, and white. Like, really colorful Mickey if you if are. If you vaccinated. are. I feel like yeah. that's leading a little bit, but okay, that's well, fine. I mean, how is that any different than what we're doing right now? Okay, there you go. What's the next thing you got? Let's talk. You can talk about this $100 sandwich. I know you want to talk about this $100 sandwich. You have something before it? I don't want to talk about it. I'm upset with this $100 sandwich news story. I can't wait for you to talk about the $100 news sandwich story. Yeah. If I was to predict about the $100 news sandwich story. Oh, okay, yeah. Disneyland has announced that at Avengers Campus, in the Pim Test Kitchen, that they will be selling a, and I love this name. Yeah. I love this name. A 
Pimini sandwich. A Pimini. I like any name where you have to you have to stop before you, you say stop. it. So think you about clarify. what it is, and then and then try really hard to say. So it. it is a panini styled pim Pimini sandwich. Yeah. That is going to that is a hundred dollars. Is this is the worst news story ever ever <laughs> released about Disney food ever? Well, Keep I, going. I'm curious to know why. Let me just okay. set it up. Okay. Pim Eni uh, style sandwich, ninety nine. Oh, like a panini. Like a panini. Oh, it's so smart. But it's gigantic. It's huge. It's made to serve six to eight people. Yep. Okay. That's the story. Now, of course, people are losing their minds talking about the $100 sandwich at uh, at Disneyland. Yes. And some people are like, can you believe Disneyland released a $100 sandwich? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? And I'm like, yeah, have you seen the prices at Disney? <laughs> I'm yeah. not really surprised. You've seen the size of the sandwich? And then, there, and then there are other people that are like, well, this is actually sort of a decent deal. Like, yeah, give it as it's food. like 12 bucks a person yeah, or 13 bucks a person when you cut it up. food goes at Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, you cut it up. Can you believe they released a $60 pizza? It's like, yeah, you get, you get like 15 slices. It's yeah, pretty, but $60. That's know, crazy. a pretty good deal. Everybody eats. So is uh, so. What is your reaction to this story? Other than this is the, the not a story. we've talked about non stories before. Yeah, this right? is a non story. This is a non story, and it it gained traction uh, because this hundred dollar sandwich thing, this hundred dollar burger thing, that is a subset of food reviewing that already has sort of a definition behind it. Yeah. And it's when you use incredibly expensive ingredients, gold foiling, truffles, all that kind of stuff, to make a reasonably sized food item that is just Very really expensive. expensive yeah. because of because the, the quality. And the components. Yeah. We don't have news items of like, if you get a six-mile-wide pizza, it's a million dollars. It's a million-dollar pizza. It's like, that's not a thing. That's you're, just... The, that's that just, makes sense. When that's, you make it bigger... You're scaling. Yeah. It costs yeah. more. Yeah. And so I feel like that news story read very much like, oh, what is this crazy sandwich? What are these crazy ingredients? And it's like, it's ham. <laughs> it's cheese. It's bread. But it's pressed. And big. <laughs> and big. So... I think it's neat. I think the idea of, of like a large food thing in that in in the Avengers campus makes sense for yeah. the theming to split it up. I think that's fun uh, to do that. But to sell that under the news story of uh, it's a hundred dollar sandwich. sandwich doesn't make sense. I would rather sell it as like, oops, something went wrong at the test kitchen, and now there's this enormous sandwich. Right. Or something. And so, what are we doing with this? Yeah. What are we yeah. going to do with it? We have too much sandwich. We made you know or something. It's just the hundred dollar sandwich. Well, we refers to truffles, gold leafing, you know, whatever. Right. The bling sandwich. And, yeah. The bling. This sandwich. is not a. This is not a bling sandwich. This is a capacity sandwich. Don't go and like, how are you going to Instagram the $100 sandwich and have that be interesting? It's just the same sandwich longer. Just big. Just, just, it's embiggened. Uh, and then there's going to be people eating the hundred dollar sandwich all by themselves, so that's probably might be a thing that starts happening. Wow, well, that's I certainly feel like that's that's on its way, right? Yeah. The person that ate an entire pimini sandwich. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was very newsworthy. I feel like, I feel like it's fun. I just don't feel like it's news newsable. I agree. I mean, I, for the number of stories it generated, right, it's which like, was a it, was all, it was all over the internet. It was just crazy. Did uh, you not think that it was a bling a bling sandwich when you first read the title? I assumed it was a bling sandwich. Okay, because uh, again, I wasn't really thinking in terms of it's a large sandwich. Right. When I read it was a large sandwich, I was like, "That's cute and clever." Yeah. You know, it's clever. But again, the price of it at that point, you go, "Well, that makes sense." It's six sandwiches. Yeah. It's sp- actually I six or eight sandwiches. Yeah, I spend a hundred dollars at, at Disney lunch. I mean, every every time. One, exactly. It's not a feat. Right. Now, the thing that I do like about this is when we were talking about the 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 test kitchen food uh, last week. Yeah. We took a look at some of the stuff, and it's like it looked clever. But again, it's a giant pretzel. It's not a giant pretzel. It's a super pretzel. It's right. like a Mickey-sized pretzel. Uh, and so I, I liked the obviously I love the storytelling element that they're shrinking food, they're expanding food. Yeah. There, there's a chicken set a sandwich where it's like a regular bun, but it's like a giant chicken breast. Uh, and so. But I didn't see enough of those types of food items where I was like, oh, yeah, that looks unusual. Not, right. Like nothing that I saw looked unusual. It was just 
clever. Yeah. This is both unusual and clever to me. Sure. Like making yeah. a gigantic sandwich feels right. Yeah. I think the only thing Disney had to be careful of there, not the only thing, but one of the things is there is that like, you know, it, it come when there are, if there are food shortages and things like that, it gets to be kind of a spectacle when the food is all enormous. So I think maybe, right. maybe having just one item uh, where that is. And so I think that's good. Well, and the, and the other side of that is one of the things that I didn't see when we were looking at that menu were multiple things shrunk down. Like right. I would have liked to have seen, I would have liked to have seen like a surf and turf dinner that was just shrunk down and therefore more affordable because it's like a tiny steak and a right, tiny like lobster. Right, bouche or whatever. I don't know what that is. Oh, like a, like a one bite of something, but it's a really good bite. Oh, an amouche bouche. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. That was a fun like, little cooking segment we did there. So <laughs> sure are we was. opening a restaurant called the Bling Burger or no? It seems like the obvious next step, doesn't it? Yeah. We shut this podcast down. down and we go right into... Bling Burgers? Right into Bling Burgers. And every burger is at least $100? Yeah, and they all have gold chains on it. The down- Most of them you've worn. The down- yeah, but the downside is that it's just like a regular burger with really good components. Yeah. So when people are like, wait, I don't get more than this, you're like... Yeah, but look, I mean, we're using we're using Kobe beef. Yeah, you like, don't actually get to eat it. Flavor Flav comes to your table and he eats the burger for you. But think about the Instagram photo that you're going to get. You get to take a picture of Flavor Flav eating your burger. <laughs> your burger. You save calories. He's full and happy. What time like is this. it? It's Flavor Flav time. It's Flavor Flav time. Yeah. yeah, that's come come check us out at Bling Burger. Don't forget the hype. You last week talked about virtual queuing. I sure did. And we talked virtual queued. And I was really I vq'd. You've eq'd and you've vq'd. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that you clarified for me and the rest of the listeners that virtual queuing is line reservations, not a substitute for fast passing. Right. Or not a time where you will show up to get on the ride at this time. And then you get on that ride. Yeah. Right. It is a time that you will show up to wait in line for the ride. So the current news reports is that uh, when Avengers Campus opens, there's going to be uh, Spider-Man Web Slingers. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the new ride that opens while the Quinjet adventure is saw the Quinjet. St- still being done. How's that? How do you feel about that? It was cool. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing is boarded off, so you right. can't really see it. You can try to look through cracks, but the Quinjet's up high enough so you can kind of see some of the... Is it the weenie? Quinjet? The Quinjet does seem to be the tallest thing in that that little area right, right there. Yeah. And it looks cool. I, we saw people up there, and we were like, what? Like, what? It looked like they were getting a tour or something were like that. Were they Avengers? They didn't move like they were Avengers. Oh. Yeah. Were they wearing hard hats? Yeah. That would also be the giveaway they're not Avengers. Yeah. I don't think Avengers wear hard hats. Do you think that's like the, the, on the signs of like when Tony Stark builds something or like whatever it says like, you? this is a hard hat area unless you're an Avenger. Unless you're an Avenger. Yeah. Unless you're a card carrying Avenger. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That would make sense. That would, that would feel. It feels right to me. Anyways. It feels right to me. Uh, so, talk to me about Avengers Campus. Right. So when Web Slingers opens, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be doing virtual queues. Mm-hmm. And the news story is that because right now with park reservations, yeah, you will not be able to have a virtual queue for both Rise of the Resistance and Spider-Man. You're going to have to pick one or the other, partially, I think, because you have to reserve which park you're going to start at. And so that's your first option for a virtual queue. So you won't be able – if you're starting in DCA, you won't be able to make a reservation for – Rise of the Resistance. Wow, that's... Uh, so it feels like a very Sophie's Choice type of situation. Yeah, unless... So, I mean, the way I would, would thought this worked is that now with the reservation system, you s- can swap parks at noon or one o'clock or something like that. So if, you're, if your starting park was DCA, you would have a chance to get on Web Slingers at seven o'clock in the morning, and then you would have a chance to get on Rise at one. That's true. And then flip it. But is that not the case, or do we not know? No, no, no. I think it's, it's more... Along the lines, you, what you've just laid out is correct. Okay. So theoretically, 
if you reserve, if you were able to get web slingers in the morning, yeah. you could potentially get Rise of the Resistance in the afternoon if you switch over to that park. Yeah. But if you don't get web slingers in the morning, then your next option is to get it in the afternoon, right. which would preclude you from getting Rise. You can't Rise. hold them at the same time. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, I will say the only thing that's in there the, the, that's working, I guess, good is before rise you had to be in the park like it i think it geo it knew where your phone was and you had to be in the park to actually make that now you can make that reservation for rise wherever you're at you could do it in oh DCA. so you don't you don't have to be in dca to make uh, you don't have to be in disneyland to make a I rise res- anywhere we did it you know we tried the first one in our hotel and the second one we were in dis in disney when we did get on but yeah it used to be like you you had to be in the park so people were going over there early to try to get their boarding pass but now you can be at the Denny's or wherever you want to be to try to get it. Could you theoretically get it up here? Theoretically, yeah. Really? You but you'd have to have the a ticket for today. You would have to have a ticket for today okay. so you're doing some driving. Serious. And, and it doesn't Serious open. foot on the on the We on thought the about there. this. It's such a good question. We thought we actually mapped that out in our heads. Is like if you got on at 7 and got it, uh you would have to count on your your arrival time, you know, being seven and a half hour drive, not right. hitting seven and a half hours away. So I don't think it would work up here. I, I don't think you could drive quick enough to get to your slot. Yeah, because I assume that your boarding pass is somewhere between opening a rope drop and yeah. when the next set goes on yeah. uh, on for reservations. So sometime before one Totally. O'clock. We know okay. somebody that did it in a car, like on I-5. Like, oh, is that right? You know, in like Whittier or something like yeah. that. But, you know, I feel like that's gambling. Well, it's definitely, uh, well, yeah, that's the way you like to live. Yeah. You like to run your phone batteries down to 7% yeah. before the end of closing. Make a make a reservation for a rise when I don't know that I can actually get to the park. That's right. It's fun. This feels like, this feels like the way you live. Totally. Yeah. Let's talk about the big news story, okay? When Disneyland opens up, do you want me yeah. to send you the story? No, I read it. I mean, I read there were several versions of it. If we're talking about the with the extra money, yeah, the chopu, yeah, yeah. So when Web Slingers opens, there is going to be a there are going to be two web quote unquote web power bands that you can purchase. Yeah, uh, that for sixty five dollars. Uh, one is an Iron Man styled repulsor blast. Yeah, palm palm blaster. Palm blaster. It fits on your. On I'm your, sorry, Scott. Just real quick, it sounded yeah. like you said a half day's admission ticket price. Uh, what is a half day admission ticket price sixty five dollars ish? Then you heard that correctly. Oh, yes. So for the cost of a half day admission to Disneyland, it's, sorry Scott, just real quick. It sounded yeah, yeah. like you said two thirds of a pamimi sandwich. Uh, is two thirds of pamimi sandwich uh, sixty five dollars? Yes, it is, Scott. Then then you heard that correct. Wow. Yeah, sixty five dollars. Okay, talk to me about it. What is it? What do I get? For sixty five dollars, yeah, you can purchase a. Uh, Iron Man styled repulsor blast, yep. uh, Pew! palm, palm blaster, palm blaster, okay, or a Spider Man styled web slinger blaster. Would that shoot from the bottom of the wrist or the top of the wrist? Uh, both of them shoot from the bottom of the wrist. Okay, right. Palm or the bottom of the wrist. Got palm it. Palm at the bottom of the wrist. The 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 Spider the Spider Man one looks like a web slinger, like a big web slinger. Okay, like a big thing that's on your on your forearm, and then goes down to the little. Uh, Finger tappy thing that Spider Man shoots webs yeah. uh, uses webs and the uh, and the Iron Man one looks very similar. Uh, it looks like a forearm mounted blaster that goes on all around your forearm and then has a little palm blaster in the middle of it. Yeah, sixty five dollars for these souvenirs. Okay, what do I do with them? You can take them uh, onto Web Slingers, a Spider Man adventure, and that will unlock. A, un, uh, a a different ride experience for you. Yeah. 
So when you purchase this web tech merchandise, yep. it interacts with the Spider-Man adventure. And each accessory will provide different abilities that guests will be able to use to, quote, enhance their experience, end quote. They are not required to experience the attraction. Right, or enjoy the attraction. Or enjoy the attraction, but apparently it gives you, I think, additional webs. I don't know what this means. Right. Additional web abilities if you're using the Spider-Man one, and additional repulsor blast abilities if you're wearing the Iron Man one. Right, right on. Again, you don't need this to ride the ride. However, it is an enhancement or upgrade for your ride should you choose to purchase this add-on for the price of a half-day admission to Disneyland. Yeah. Or two-thirds of a pimini sandwich. Or two-thirds of a pimini sandwich. Yeah. Or, what's $5? What costs $5? Yeah, what a costs Coke it? in Disneyland. Or 13 times the cost, the cost of a thermal detonator Coke. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot. There's like a lot here in terms of uh, there's the... I feel like the bulk of our new yeah. segment could be whittled down to just our discussion on this right now. Yeah, I think so. Wow, yeah. is it going to go on? I feel like it is. All right. I have a visceral Me reaction too. to this. I have first I have first a I have first a like a celebration of like wow, well, I mean cost aside, let's just say let's say that you just got these when you walked they're like 3D glasses, right? Yeah. And they hand it out and you got an Iron Man one or Spider-Man one and so they they could upgrade them and whatever. You think like, well this is technologically amazing, like that I get different gloves every time I ride it uh-huh. and stuff like that. So if it was if it was totally free, I think it'd be I think that's neat. I think it's neat. Uh, that the technology can interact with with the ride in that right, way. Right, that it, it sort of change the technology changes up the experience. Yeah, I, li- I like that. Yeah. So I think there's something to be celebrated there. I, as a consumer of a ride, would be excited to know what it does and and to talk to my kids. It would about encourage rewritability. Rewritability. Right? Talk yeah. to my kids. What glove did you get? And hey, did you see me do this, Dad? And I'm like, I didn't because I was doing this thing over here. And next time, like, great conversation stuff yeah. like that. So if I take it to 3D glasses and I say that there's some 3D glasses that let you definitely experience the ride, and you can pay sixty five dollars to get a different pair of 3D glasses yes. that let you experience it more. All of a sudden, like a bunch of different things happen, yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, the one we'll talk about probably the most is you know just the theme park experience of having to pay extra to to get a better ride. But there's also now this thing where I would almost rather rather get if I were going to do this, get a card that shows that I've bought this thing, or it's like on my account, so that uh-huh. when I write it, they can just give me the glove. I don't want to travel with this thing back to the hotel and home, and then back when we come back again. Like I'm now bound to this thing for the rest of my life. It's like the one ring we can't we can't lose it. Every time we go on a trip, we fly, we drive. <laughs> yeah, you we pay pack. another sixty five dollars. See, a new that's one. just the thing. Is like I'm going to be into this for four hundred dollars. Wait, wait, wait. So I want to make sure I understand this. You would be more in favor of a sixty five dollar digital download that attaches to your phone. My account, your account, so they so know that, that you I can use that again, uh, rather than an actual physical product that you can take home, play with, display, etc. So I'm against all of it, all, all just all off the top, across the board, across you the board. You do not I'm, like, this. I do not like this at okay. all. But I wasn't suggesting that the card's a digital download. The the card, when I go on the ride, they scan it and they give me the physical thing to use for the ride, just like 3D glasses. Oh, I see, I see. That I, I don't see. have to carry the thing around. I yeah. don't have to like you know babysit this this merchandise that I bought for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, but then you don't have anything to show off to friends when you get home. Look at this thing. Look at this yeah, thing. Yeah, come over to my house and I'll show you this this thing that I got. It's like a toy, but you what can is only it? use it. I don't know. It's like a, do you, you have to can go. You, can you display it? No, you have to go down and ride this thing. It only works in a really specific room, and that room is not this room. And I can't, and you can't even be guaranteed to get into that room when yeah. you go down to this place. And if you get in that room, you can't go in another room. That another room's really, really good. 
It's like really good. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, you should probably go to the other. So room. those are so those are the concerns uh, that I have. Uh, I'm not for it at all. I'm worried about the lust that comes with introducing ride add-ons. I, this makes me so uncomfortable. It makes me so uncomfortable from a have and have nots perspective. Yeah. I realize that a lot of people could say like, well, listen, you can choose to buy or you cannot choose to buy it. It's a, it's totally up to you. But it, but the answer is yeah. But if I want a different experience, if I want the full, if I want to experience all of Web Slingers, I have to pay sixty five dollars. Yeah. Which ju- I just I just disagree with that. I just and and this is in the same vein as, and in fact, it feels even worse than people paying to upgrade their uh, to upgrade their tickets in order to get to the front of the line. Right. Like you you don't right. do this at Disneyland. Well, I guess. You can do this at Disneyland. Kind of, but Universal definitely has Universal this thing. definitely has the front of the line pass, yeah. right? And I just object to that because I just feel like, well, you're buying your way to the front. But even in that, you go, okay, well, if you want to, if you want to make sure you get on every single ride and you don't want to experience the storytelling of the ride, just want to get on the ride, like that's your prerogative. Yeah. But everybody still gets to experience the same ride. Yeah. When when they experience it is different depending on how much you pay. Yeah. This is no, only some people get to experience the full ride, and that's only if you're paying a premium. Or all the ride has to offer. All the ride which, has to which offer. Which changes, and, you know, it changes the conversation as you're leaving the ride, as you're in the queue. Uh, historic at, Dis- at Disneyland, we're all talking about the same things, that we're going to experience this, I hope I get this, I hope we get this, we're going on this ride, and then after, did you see this? That was. We're all talking about the same things. It's a truly shared experience right. for the most part. Now the conversations are going to be split up of people in line getting ready to go on it, talking about their repulsor blaster thingies, yeah. and people just gotten off of it, talking about their thing, and it's just like, did we go, we just felt like we went on two different rides, we didn't really share that anymore. And, so. I, and I wonder if at the end of the day, whether or not this thing is a game changer for the ride experience because that's the yeah. other problem right i spent 65 dollars and wait i can just blast i can blast things like iron man as opposed to shooting webs like maybe it's not worth 65 dollars and now you've just spent 65 dollars you've ridden this thing and again for a lot of people who spend this money they, they may not go back on web slingers again for the next five years because that's the time that they are able to go back you know the next time they're able to go back to Disneyland, which again brings in the counter argument of, well, they don't have to do that. It's just such a huge price for sixty-five dollars. I mean, it's got to do some significantly different stuff. I was, and I was going to say, there, there's the other aspect where if if it worked in other places in the land. So, for example, like in you know when you go to Universal yeah. and you buy your wand, yeah. you can use your wand in different parts of Harry of, of Harry yeah. Potter. World, and w- right? wands themselves have somewhat different price points. Once you get to the infrared ones, you know, I think there's even price points in there. But yeah. That- right, and there's even a collectible aspect of the wand itself. Like, okay, well, I'm going to display this. This it's thing true. Does, it feels so, the wands feel so different to me. It feels different. Because, and, and so if you could, use, now if you could use that wand on the ride to enhance your experience, even that feels more justifiable to me yeah. because it's like, well, this is a souvenir that is an interactive souvenir that you can use throughout the land and you can use it on this ride and you're not really fundamentally altering your experience on the ride if you use the wand or if you don't use the wand. But at least you're getting more places to be able to justify the cost of the wand. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's a souvenir that you're going to take home. It's a memory, and you're going to display it. And it's integral to that land. The it, wand is right. part of that land story. This does not feel that way at all. Yeah. This, the Even though these things look cool, actually – the Iron Man one looks cool. The Spider-Man one looks okay. But even though these things look cool, these don't have an inherent displayability feature right. to them as far as a souvenir Is that goes. a jockstrap? <laughs> no. It's my wrist slinger. 
I haven't you really seen should, them. You really should just said yes. <laughs> uh, but there's not like this. There's not a cool factor there yeah. outside of the park, uh, and uh, and inside the park, it has limited value. All of that to say. I also just really dislike the idea yeah. of Disney getting the taste for blood that people That's are buying saying, these yeah. things. And now we're going to make now we're gonna upsell you in all these different rides. Yeah, it felt cool when you know when you did on ride photos and then people stopped buying them because they're phones. Disney was just kinda like, That's cool. You can get them as part of the photo pass. You yeah, can just go up they there. They integrated and them. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you can just go up there and take with your phone and we don't really care. That felt like um, yeah, you paid a lot to be here, you had your photo taken, enjoy. It's kinda on us type of thing. Yeah. Now it feels like they found a way to I mean, I don't know, I keep saying the price of it is so expensive, but it, it is, it's though. It's just not like a $19 add-on, which feels like, okay, I hate this idea, but, you know, maybe we'll do it once, and then if we lose it, I won't be that upset. We won't bring it every time, because we knew we knew what that one experience was like. 65 bucks. I kind of want to use that, and if it doesn't go well, I kind of want to ask the cast member, like, can I go around again? Because I, right. I didn't feel like it was working. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's $65 for this thing. This is the one time I'm going to go on it, and I don't know if it and Yeah, I can't like get back worked. on this ride today. I've yeah. spent $65. I can't get back on this ride. And I didn't really have that great of an experience with it. So can you give me another shot so I can see? Yeah, like, it's weird. Like, like, if, what it's if like it when, breaks It's down. like when I went to go see Minority Report for a second time. I was like, is this movie bad? And then <laughs> yeah. I went back and I was like, yeah, it is bad. <laughs> it is bad. Now I just like my money back. The first time I was like, I'll give it another go. Yeah. But then I was like, what's with all the water? Surely. It it's a Steven Spielberg film. Surely yeah. it's not bad. It's yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. No, it was. Um, that's, that's, a, that's an, and the, so that's another thing that Disney's introducing that they haven't done before is for a long time is you would buy a book of tickets. You would give them a ticket and go on a ride. I assume if something happened on that ride, there was some kind of talk of a refund or a rewrite, or they'll give yeah. you your ticket back or yeah. something like that. Then we went away from that for a while. Then they would have, you know, they cast members would write you a get on any attraction thing. And then right. they, they kind of stopped doing that, uh, even if you waited for cars for three hours. Now we're back to like, I paid $65, something went wrong. How are you going to make amends for that situation? Well, I'm curious to know, like, what happens if somebody purchases this thing? And then goes and experiences and goes like, I did not get my money. I, I didn't like this it. This is not like I. This is not worth sixty five dollars. Are they able to return that? Because Disney's guest services is so good. You would imagine that if somebody came and said like, I there is no, this is not worth sixty five dollars. Yeah. They would be giving refunds for these yeah, things. It's which like a, then that becomes it's a sixty five dollar rental for right. for two hours. Which that becomes a reputational, not even sixty five dollar rental. It is a free rental. It's a free rental. Now you're getting a sixty five dollar deposit. deposit. Right. Yeah. Uh, and now that becomes a reputational thing because it's like, oh, these people are returning. Like people aren't wanting to buy these things. They're not wanting. They they want the experience, but it's not good. Which goes back to your thing of like, well, what if you just what if you just gave it away to everybody? People who yeah. wanted to ride it with that experience could, or or even rented it. Like even like if you want to if you want to pay ten dollars for the opportunity to ride it this way, you can. Yeah, you've already kind of cut cut the rope a little bit, cut the whatever on the sort of like enhanced Disney Day experience. You pay the extra 25 bucks yeah. and you get some free, you know, you get some better line waiting stuff, you get access to the rentals, you get better photo pass stuff. Just it's it's just the Disney Plus. It's the physical Disney Plus. It's it's you know. Oh man, this all feels so gross. It does. I gotta be honest. Like this I am all 100% feels so with gross. you. Feels gross. But I'm watch. I'm I'm way more able to attach to a if you upgrade your ticket, you get all these benefits. And so I kind of factor that into my thinking when I go there, and I don't yeah. have to worry about losing it, packing it, breaking it if I do or don't get it because it's all part of this package. Yeah. Like I, I have Netflix. I don't, some some of their shows are great. Some of them they're not. You know, if I'm paying for them a la carte, I want my money back on the show I didn't like. If I'm if they're all part of a bundle like Disneyland is all part of a bundle it's okay if whatever if the ride goes down I'll ride something else if I paid $65 to ride a ride and it doesn't and that's not the best experience ever 
And it's that's all changing. you're getting out of your 65 Yeah, it bucks. changes the right. expectation. I can't do anything else with that thing. Does it make you feel any grosser that it's very possible that this thing that they are selling is just a repurposed toy that did not do well on Target shelves? That would make me feel even worse. Honestly, it shouldn't. If it works, it works. But if, if they're just taking the innards out of something and repurposing a flop, then that makes me... Yeah, that, that's... Yeah, that's pretty much what I think this thing is. Wow. There was, there was a, uh, an interactive toy, uh, interactive uh, toy line called Playmation, uh, that was interactive action figures that you wore repulsor blasts on and shot beams at or something like that. This laser is, tag? It's not laser tag. It Captain was a, Force? Whatever? Uh, uh, Captain Power? Captain Power? No, and it's not even Photon. Okay. Uh, it was some sort of light beam interactive play experience yeah. uh, that they made for the Avengers, and it was called Playmation. And this thing, the Repulsor Blast one, looks very, very similar. Interesting. It's very possible that this is just repurposed, repurposed Hasbro toys huh. uh, that are now being yeah, retrofitted to, uh, to to work with uh, web slingers. I don't know that that's truth, but taking a look at the articles of what these things are, they look very, very similar. Would really? you do it? I mean, would would you know? Would you ever ever consider this? 100% I would do this. No, I'm just kidding. Really? <laughs> After this, no, no, no. I would not, no, I wouldn't do this. Yeah, I wouldn't Be, either. Because again, there, there's not a scenario, for, because we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about one shot of getting on this ride for yeah. a while. Let's say even just a year. Let's say for the first year it's open, you, you have two opportunities to ride this thing because of line reservations. So that means my entire family is getting one shot to ride the Spider-Man ride, which means potentially... We're buying five of these things if we all want the same experience. That's ludicrous. You're, yeah, that's, you, that's you can't buy abs- one and write it three times for each of your kids. That's not going to happen. No, exactly. So, uh, so then, uh, then I'm in the position of buying one for myself, so I get the experience, but my kids don't. Or now one of my kids get the experience, but the other ones don't. Like that's that's crazy. All right, you're into this ride for a thousand dollars. That's 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 nuts. insane. I mean, again, you're talking about what close to. $400 for an upgrade to be able to ride this yeah. ride one time that is so outside of any type of reasonable purchase that I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm stu- I stumble at the thought of doing the Sabi's Workshop lightsaber experience yeah. for one person totally because of the amount of money. Now you're talking about doing this for multiple kids for this experience no there's no way there's the just anxiety, no way I do this. man like I, you know you don't already know that you're gonna get on and it's not yeah. gonna break down and then you got you got this purchase and you know how that works it just for me as a parent it's like is it gonna be cool how does it work am i gonna have to be like with my kid during it like telling him like no you, you fire at this and i'm gonna be so distracted by you're not this. you're not focused on your experience which kid do i get it for yeah exactly you're the favorite kid this time don't worry you get to ride the next time uh, she's older you have longer to live <laughs> it's just it's, it's just such a, such a mess it's just no no, there's no way. There's no way. You feel like this is a real news story? Is this something they're really doing or is this like a... No, this is a real news story. This is the thing where I just like... This is... Listen, Disney, please do not go this way. Yeah. For the, to the extent that anybody from consumer products or parks listens to this podcast. I understand. This is a revenue source. I get it. I understand the money motivation behind this. 100% I understand that. Right. But from a guest satisfaction experience... And and a long term gas guest satisfaction experience, it just feels like a you you do not want to go down this road. This is a road that feels categorically icky and corporate. Yeah, and all of those things that you just go like don't don't 
It's like when Buzz Lightyear reopens. Like, you can still ride it, and you can spin the little thing. Like, oh, I used to be able to shoot the targets, though, with a gun. They're like, yeah, that's 60 bucks now, though. No, no, no. We give, you can still ride it. Listen, we give you 100 shots. You yeah. get 100 shots for free. Yeah. But, like, if you want more shots, yeah. you just have to pay this little upcharge. Yeah. <laughs> this little upcharge. Just a little upcharge. Dumbo used because, to go because, up higher. Because I mean, then, it goes up, it goes up a little bit now. But if you want Dumbo to go all the way to the top, it's thirty bucks. Exactly. What what, what stops? What is the difference between this and preferred seating on your ride? Yeah. All right. Oh, you, you want to ride the back? That's going to cost a little extra money. Yeah. It, it's there's 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 these tendrils that reach out from a decision like this. That it's hard. It's hard once you go this way to come back. Yeah, you don't want to go this way. Don't go yeah. this way. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing, the only say, no, not even a saving grace. The only thing that makes me not just get so depressed about this right away is that the ride itself is new and it's attached to an IP that's new. And so it's not like if they were like pirates is getting some new thing, I'd be like, what? But what they, stops it, Aaron? It's not. Nothing's different. But because it's Spider Man in a new land, new ride, new tech, it almost feels like you can kind of get it in there without any. Like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a new ride, new land, new IP. Why shouldn't there be new new fun charges? This beach towel covers most of you. If you if you'd like to cover all of you, <laughs> we're gonna need a little bit more money. Just a little bit more money. Yeah. I mean, it's look, it's not the same. It's not the price of the whole beach towel. Hey, just my churro. It used to come with more than just the cinnamon sugar. This is just a pile of cinnamon sugar. <laughs> oh sugar. yeah, if you want the dough, uh, that would we'll totally give you that dough. It's right over here. It's just like this is a couple of hours more. <laughs> okay. It's just a couple of hours more. You won't even notice it. Yeah. You can enjoy the sugar all you want. Though. I am enjoying it. I just. I remember there used to be some kind of doughy-like substance. Listen, we've taken a big hit in COVID, okay? We're coming up with different ideas here. <laughs> a lot of different ideas. I don't know. I don't love it. You can have a more negative response to than you don't love it. Feels like we web-slinged this news bit to death. Let's uh, take a break. Aaron's going to electrolyte up. Yeah, I'm going uh, to get some. Gonna, uh, I'm going to take a bath in Gatorade. Blue. I'm going to take a bath in blue Gatorade. He's going to He's gonna take a couple of shake my head vitamin around. C pellets. Yeah. And uh, and I'm on the patch actually. You are. Yeah, I got like six. You got them all over. Yeah, I got six. Behind you look my a little Frankenstein-ish right now. Do I really? Yeah, because you're green and you got patches oh, all over right. you. Oh right, yeah, yeah. That. Uh, I know it's Frankenstein's monster. Okay, everybody. I know it's it Frankenstein's helps. monster. It helps everybody get there quicker. Yeah, we just we all know what we're talking about. Okay, yeah. we all know. Yeah, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna watch Frankenweenie Paranorman, uh-huh. and then when we come back from that, we're gonna watch uh, the Aaron Eckhart Frankenstein movie. Oh yeah. Uh, we're also going to watch Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, where Robert De Niro played the Frankenstein's monster. Excellent. Before we go into the entire Universal Monster series of Frankenstein movies. Great. And then we're going to talk about Bugsland. And then we're going to come back and we're talking about Bugsland through the backdrop of Avengers Campus opening. Yeah. Coming had... up after this. Okay. Coming up after Aaron clears the sciences. Scott Storm. Avengers Campus is opening. You don't say. I do say. I tried to walk through it the other day when I was in uh, when I was in DC. And Did I, they say not yet? Yeah, there was a very nice security guard there. 
And he stopped us and said, you know, I know this pathway used to go through. And I said, like, well, how do I get to Tower of Terror then? I'm just hearing cars land. And he was how so about we just cut right through. Yeah, I was like, Did I can't guess there's a door right here behind you. Maybe you walk us through, make sure we're not up to any shenanigans. You just escort me through. It's fine. And uh, then he told me how to actually get to Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think about halfway through his description, he realized it was pretty long. And then he kind of chuckled a little bit like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's cool, buddy. Remind me right now, is there only one way to get to the, yeah, the tower? So where we were at, we were at the back, the back entrance uh, into Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah you got to go back towards Cars Land, then you got to make a right down Buena Vista Street, then you got to go to the Hollywood." Can back you access and- it through Cars Land? I can't nope. remember. Nope. No, you Not can't anymore. because it's all walled off right be- now. Because Avengers Campus is the throughway, right? Yep. It is opening on June fourth. Boy, that seems quick. Like really quick. Yeah. So by the time a lot of people are listening to this episode, Avengers Campus will be oh, yeah. either opening or opened. Yeah. And uh, and that that felt like a really great time to talk about the history of Avengers Campus. What did we have to lose to get this wonderful Avengers Campus? As we looked at the history of Avengers Campus, uh, of course, you have to take a look at what was there before that, which brought us to, hey, let's take a look at A Bug's Land. Yeah, totally. What a fun land. It was a fun land. You don't land. have a ton of history there. I, I have don't. a ton of history I there. Don't. Oh, well, I'm, then I think you will love steering this section Yay. as we walk through how did Avengers Campus become Avengers Campus? Well, first, before I think before we actually talk, you know, talk about Bugsland, Bugsland was not an original land even in Disneyland. No, so I know. before that, I don't remember what it was called. Beautiful fam- farmly land, beautiful valley farm. It was the Golden State area. Yeah, that was and, sort of the themed land. Yeah, and and you'll have to tell me what Golden State area is because in this there was it's tough to be a bug. Yep, which was the 4D movie experience that came over from uh, the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And then there was Bountiful Valley, which I don't know what that is because, again— That's what it was. Bountiful Valley Bountiful is— Valley. Bountiful Valley. had, uh, like, I don't know, it had corn and, like, vegetables and stuff growing. And then there was this, uh, like, raised farm building that I think was the show building for It's Tough to Be a Bug. Okay. Uh, and you just kind of walked through it. There wasn't really a whole lot there. Uh, and then I think Caterpillar uh, sponsored this area when it first— Caterpillar, the, 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 the tractor company. Right, yes. And if memory serves, past It's Tough to Be a Bug, there was a Caterpillar— like kiosk, like a play area. Was there a play area there that I remember? I don't. Maybe there was. There were some things you could get on, I think. And then there was this like tractor mall kiosk. Uh-huh. So in DCA, in Disneyland Resort, you could buy like a yellow cat cat hat, caterpillar hat, and like a caterpillar shirt in case you went to the theme park that day. And you're like, you know what? I don't have a lot of farming clothes. I need to. I need to up my farming game. Um, which I mean, maybe some people did. I don't imagine they sold a lot of caterpillar farming equipment shirts in DCA, but I think that was a thing. This was the area. Yeah. Of Golden State. Yeah, in between Sun, what was it called? Sunshine Plaza right. and the Tortilla Factory. Is there any wonder that DCA just flopped when it opened? Yeah, people, this people had a thing? hard time with it. People people said, you know, there weren't any kids rides, there weren't enough e-ticket rides. Right, exactly. There's just not enough to do in this park, period. And so I think the, the, the idea to solve this outcry. We need to make kids stuff. We need to make. Tower of Terror yep. and a kid's land yep. at like the same time to right. solve. There's an e-ticket problem with the park and there's, and a, there's kids a kid's problem. problem with the park. And there's also just a, this park is generally boring problem. I'm sorry, is that corn? Yeah. Yes, corn. Do you want a hard hat? We have those. They're not super hard, so please don't wear them to construction site. You'll either need to be an Avenger or, uh, you know, you'll need to get a real hard you hat. Need a real These hard are hat. theme park. They're made of foam. <laughs> They're th- very thin plastic at best. Yeah. Um, I don't have any familiarity with Bountiful Valley, Golden State area, it's tough to be a bug. Yeah, because when DCA opened, this is my this is my uh, opening year of DCA story. Yeah, when DCA opened, I was what is that two thousand two? It was uh, two thousand 
One. One, okay. 2001. So uh, DCA opened February 8th, 2001. About April of 2001, uh, I was living in uh, in Southern California. Yep. And I tried to convince all of my friends. I was like, listen, we're going to go to Disney California Adventure. It's a brand new park opening. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. They know me there. I, they, they know me. Like, it's going to be exciting. We're doing this. And I gathered everybody to go. Like, I got all my friends. Like, okay, we're going to wake up first thing in the morning, and we're going to head down to Anaheim, and we're going to DCA. Yeah. And I was like, great, awesome. And then everybody went to bed. And like in the like in the middle of the night, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like I want to go. I just don't feel like part. I want to do this. I'm just like, it doesn't, nothing really seems that interesting to me. Yeah. So then I just left a note on the fridge. Really? Uh, and I just said, don't wake me up. I'm not, I'm not. You guys go, go, let me know how it was. You guys go, let me know how Start a blog or something like that. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm not feeling very well. I Why just don't just go? think that I want to go. So I know it was my idea and I'm sort of the Disney cheerleader in, yep. in the cabot. I'm the, I'm the ca- former cast member. Yeah. Uh, everybody, actually, I, value, I was still, still a cast member at that point. I value sleep more than I do seeing the you know debut of a brand new theme park yeah how weird is that how weird is it that i was a current cast member of the walt disney company a brand new disney park open and i was like yeah i could miss this one what, do you remember honestly what was was there something else going on or was it really like they just the marketing for that thing was hard because it was so california heavy yes and and people had a really hard time figuring out how the lands work just it just didn't make a ton of sense there wasn't a draw for me yeah i mean you know what you saw was california screaming and this sort of peer type of thing. Yeah. That was the e-ticket. California Scream was the e-ticket. Yeah. yeah. And and so there wasn't anything else that really drew me there because they did a really good job of mimicking peers, right? So yeah. it's like, well, I'd go to Santa Monica. I mean, I'm like- It's a I'm, super clean version of that. Yeah. Yeah, right. And yeah, but there was, yeah, there was the Mally Boomer there, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yep. California Screaming. Um, the that was Golden the, Zephyr yeah, twirly thing, yeah, mm-hmm. before Silver Zephyr, whatever, before the pier, yeah, oh, right, right, and so, uh, so yeah, so I just didn't go, so I did wow. not experience, and and now looking back on it, especially hosting a Disneyland show, I'm like, man, I really wish I had gone those first couple of months to really have experienced this like theme park dissonance of yes. what uh, of what DCA 1.0 was like. Yeah, I, I did go to it. We we had. You know the monorail would go across the the golden you know the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever right, it was the fake, for a while. The very small, uh, cartoonish Golden Gate Bridge that was there. Yeah, and I think it would do that even before the park was open. Yeah. So we had a history of just kind of riding the monorail, trying to see stuff, being so excited for it opening. They had the big California letters out in front. I'm yep. a California fanboy, yep. and so I remember going. I didn't have like major criticisms other than just it was walking wise. It felt very different to Disneyland. There wasn't like that hub and spoke architecture and yeah, it right. didn't feel very like fantasy. Like it felt very California like, but I didn't really uh, notice mission that, accomplished. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> really notice aspect. there was a, a problem problem until I started reading blogs and all that stuff. And people were really out crying. I was like, I guess I, and that, that's what started putting words to my, my thoughts, thoughts that I was right. having of just yeah. like, this feels very different than a Disney theme park. Um, and so then when they announced it's tough, uh, tough to be a bug was always there. Well, well, yeah. It's so, uh, before we get into yeah. the announcement of, of doing bugs land. So like as a point of historical context, tell me, so it opens in 2001 DCA DCA opens yeah. in 2001, 5 million people attend in 2001. Yeah. As opposed to 12.3 million people who attended Disneyland in that same year. Yeah. So huge disparity. It yeah, I remember a, the gate totals being like, I know they don't af- release the official ones, but I remember the gate totals for Disneyland being somewhere between fifty and 65,000 and DCA being like eight to 10,000 or yeah, something like exactly. that. Yeah, uh, exactly. There's the, the capacity 
is 33, I think estimated to be 33,000 people yeah. maximum capacity. And it never reached half of that yeah. in its first year. And most of the time, it only operated at like 20% capacity. So somewhere yeah. between 5,000 and 9,000 people per day, which is, they closed I mean, that's, early like, all that's the time. like right now. That's yeah. like going to attend in COVID. I mean, yeah, it, yeah it closed all, it closed early. It always early. closed early. So it was kind of like a pickup thing that you would, that you would, did, you know, do sort of in the middle of the day, go they, hit, they hit all those They dropped the emission price at one point to try to boost people to come up. Like, I think they dropped it 10 dollars 10 plus dollars from what Disneyland was. Yeah, it was and it was marketed as a parallel to Disneyland, not a complement to Disneyland, right. but then it ended up being used as a complement to Disneyland at non-complementary prices. Um, and <laughs> right, that, that's that, right. I think that was the and you you say this which I always think is so interesting that you think of them as kind of one park, one area that's so walkable right. that you should always get a park hopper. They're kind of the resort is kind of all inclusive. You should do kind of both versus for that time period when it opened, we all had to make a decision. Do you want yes. to park hop? Yeah. Or do you want to like really do a full day at DCA and not go to Disneyland? Is that something you really want to do? Are you right. sure? And are pay you full sure? price. Yeah. Are you pay sure about price. that? Yeah. It's not that way now because of DCA 3.0. I mean, yeah. really like that's, you know, uh, and, and now because of Buena Vista Street, Radiator Springs, Avengers Campus, all these types of things. Now the Paradise, it's, the Pixar Pier now. Pixar which is, Pier. Yeah. It all very much like, yes, this is complimentary, whereas it wasn't before. Yeah. So 2001 opens, and it's tough to be a bug is there, yeah. but Bugs Land is not. And the Bugs Land, or a Bugs Land, is the answer to there's not enough kid stuff here. Yep. So I was pretty excited about it. I thought what would be fun is uh, if we just look at some of the some of the rides that they had in there originally and talk about them. They all have... You know, they all have some interesting things about them. And so we'll talk about each of the rides. You can tell me if you've been on it, what you liked it, and I'll tell you something interesting about that. How about that? Yeah, sure. Do you know about the – were you aware of this, that there is a storytelling conceit behind all of this? I do. What I – you tell me what you think. This is what I heard a long time ago. It doesn't even make sense, so maybe I'm not right. <laughs> no, you probably heard the right thing. Keep going. I heard they were, they were building something. Maybe it was Guardians of the Galaxy, and the Imagineers that were building Guardians of the Galaxy then unearthed Flick that he had built this fun fair like underneath their noses or something. Yes, Tower of Terror. Yes, yeah, uh, Tower of Terror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's Flick's fun fair. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's what this new thing was. Which right, the, like it had always been, it had always been there. Like DCA opened and, and the Bugs in Bugs Land. It, opened Bugs Land when it opened. We just didn't know about it or something. It was like hidden or something. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So Flick's, Flick decided to create a carnival atmosphere in response to seeing Disney California Adventure build up around him. Yeah. And so he that created- That makes sense though, kind of. Created Flick's Fun Fair. And then the Imagineers, as they were building Tower of Terror, they realized, they, they, um, they discovered the fair- and then opened it up to park guests. That's not terrible. It's kind of fine. Really? Yeah. For what? Because they had I to do. hear that, and I'm like, "What now?" <laughs> like, wait, I don't think you understand, Scott. They're tiny little bugs. They wouldn't have been noticed. That little tiny fair. That little tiny fair. Yeah. That then they opened it up. Well, you have to use your imagination to attend. Yeah, you have to imagine. See what happened. It was so small. Nobody saw. It. Flick was so excited. He's like, "Let's build it." Whoever that guy is, Dave Foley or whatever. Dave he, Foley. Yeah. He was like, yeah, "I met him once." Really? Yeah, nice guy. Anybody you haven't met? Oh, yeah, lots of people I haven't Dave met. Dave Foley was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. They're opening a theme park here. We should build our own version. And then nobody noticed it because he's so tiny. And then these wonderful Imagineers, when they were breaking ground for Tower of Terror, yes, they, noticed they noticed it. And then they were like, we should open this oh, to the public. you know what? We should annex this into Disney California Adventure. Why is that a terrible story? It's okay. It's not the greatest thing ever, but it's kind of like it explains why it wasn't there when the park opened, uh, but how it got found. What is the explanation for... I, it's tiny. 
I know, but it's not tiny it. when you attend it. Well, you, you're, when you're you shrinking attended, down you to shrink a bug it. size. How do you do that? It's just well, magic. There's, there's Scott Storm magic. No, I know, but there's not a there's not a storytelling there's not a storytelling aspect. There's not a MacGuffin or whatever you want to call right. it that like you walk through to make you feel like you've shrunk down into a bug and that you shrink back or you right. you grow back up. It just happens. It just happens. You yeah. you walk literally from one threshold into the other. And now you are a bug. Okay. Whereas you weren't before. That what it feels like is it feels like in in the same way that Mickey's Toontown, the storyteller of Mickey's Toontown was like, well, they were the, the Imagineers never realized it was back there all. It the time. It was back there the entire time, yeah. and they opened it up, and that's where Mickey lived, and they opened it up so that the friends from Toontown could access Disneyland every single day. They lived in Toontown. They worked in Disneyland, or yeah. they didn't work. They visited in Disneyland. Uh, Flick's Fun Fair feels like that, yeah. but in a much clunkier way, yeah. which I also feel like is a perfect analog for Disney California Adventure, a Disneyland-like yeah. theme park that operates in a much clunkier way. Yeah, a theme park-like theme park. Yeah, theme park. I like it. For, exactly. I, I like it for what it is that that they even put a story in there, and it, it's kind of cute that they it's were building. Cute. I mean, don't get me works. wrong; it's it cute, works. it's fun, but it's it also just a little head scratchy, like. Okay, I'll go with you on this. I hear you. They had a couple of rides there. We're going to go through them uh, real quick here, and you'll tell me what your experiences were on that ride, and I'll yep. tell you something fun about it. Um, we'll just take them one one by one. Sure. Um, we already covered this, that when uh, when Flick's Fun Fair opened, or Bugsland opened, it only had one entrance. You could only get there past Sunshine Plaza, make a yep. left, and go in there. There was no way out of it. Because there was a farm that prevented you from getting to where... Uh, well, I guess Tower of Terror wasn't there. Tower of Terror was not there, and right. then to the right, no, Cars Land wasn't there. Yeah, it was right. you went right into the that the was Monterey that Bay was section. the the uh, Bountiful Valley. Yeah, that yeah. Bountiful Valley. So there was there was nothing. You just walked in and you walked out. You made a circle and you walked out. And then when uh, Tower of Terror opened, then you got the other entrance out the back, right. and then the Cars Land entrance uh, near Tower of Terror. People walked in. They said, "Is there anything to do other than this movie?" Tower of Terror. It's, you got to walk. Keep walking. You gotta, I gotta go. All you don't there. like Bugs Land. I like it. Uh, I. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay, so it, it, it ended up having multiple entrances. Those are all now closed as we wait for Adventures Campus to Correct. open. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so again, for those uh, of our listeners who may not be totally familiar with uh, the layout of Disney California Adventure, Bugs Land is sort of like, it is a hub in some ways. Yeah. It connects, it, it, it did connect. It's like a kneecap. It's a kneecap. Yeah. Yeah, it connected Tower of Terror and Radiator Springs yeah. and uh, the Sunshine Plaza. Yeah. yeah, now Buena Vista Street. Right. So one of the rides uh, that you're going to get into, I don't know, you want to go in order? Now nah, let's go on. We'll stick around the left. I, I'm, I, you take me on a ride. All right. First one we're going to go on is Flix Flyers. Flix Flyers. What do you know about Flix Flyers? Uh, I know that, well, all of these are off-the-shelf carnival rides. First yes, of all, all with some pretty these. heavy modifications to them eh, in terms of their theming and stuff like that. You mean in terms of the, the paint that they used? No, I'm more than that. We'll get to it. Okay. Flix Flyers is, I don't know how you would describe Flix Flyers. It's like a small, it's like a small swinging ride. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Dumbo. It goes up, it did go up and down. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's an up and down spinner. It's a hanging Dumbo ride. Okay. It's a. It's a small hanging Dumbo ride. Right. But you're sitting in buckets, not swings, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You sat in buckets. Yeah. So this is cute. I think of, of the four rides that we're talking about in, uh, 
a Bugs Land. Yeah. This is definitely the best. And okay. it's clear that it's the best. I think people would disagree with you. Well, uh, I would tend to disagree with that disagreement. Okay. I think, let me. Because they've picked it up and they've moved it over into Pixar Pier. That was my one fun fact is that this ride becomes Inside Out's. Uh, emotional whirlwind. Emotional whirlwind, which is now in the place of where the Mally Boomer. Correct. Went, which is kind of fun. You can thank our friend Jeff Moskowitz for that. Oh, good. I yeah. think that was cool. I looked at it and I thought, yeah, that's cool. I really liked Flix Flyer. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a fun, quick ride and that you got to ride in different, different boxes. Wait a second. Uh-huh. Are you beginning to tell me, are you beginning to wind up your pitch yeah. that Flix Flyers is not the best ride in uh, Bugsland? Yeah, I think I think it is not. I think the internet and everybody agrees what the best ride in that ride is. It's not because it was a fun ride. There's there's just something different about the ride. Keep going. Okay. So that was Flix Flyers. The, the fun thing about that is uh, that it was repurposed as the inside out and you can still ride it. You although still it's ride been changed. It the control panel's been changed and some memory stuff. And I don't know. I kind of like that they did that over there. I think it's Still fun. an off-the-shelf ride. And when we say off-the-shelf, what we mean is... It was not developed and engineered by Imagineering to be a, a unique experience. It's something you could find at a different... Correct. You could go to another carnival or another theme park or a pier or, yeah. you know, and be able to ride this exact ride. Next one, uh, something that's very interesting, but my least favorite, oh, no, it's not my least favorite one. Ugh, it's hard to, hard, <laughs> hard to pick the least favorite one. Yeah. Uh, is the Francis Ladybug Boogie, yes. Boogie, whatever that is, yes. which was a, a spinning ride, not unlike the teacups, but unlike the teacups, you could not, there was no wheel that you could spin to make it go faster and slower. Yeah, I believe the carnival term for this ride is a scrambler. Oh, really? I think that's what that is. It's uh, a multiple bugs on turntables. I call it a, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah not this time. Not this time. I literally called it a, dad's going to wait over here. Yeah. Ride. So I think it was, I don't know, three tracks of six or something like that. Uh, they all had the same face from uh, Francis, this yep. kind of frowny face. And you couldn't spin the wheel, but I believe there was a sign in the middle of the ride that said like, for a faster experience, like lean towards the center, and for a slower experience, lean oh, out. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I, think, don't re- I don't remember. Somebody I will correct me in our comments or something. It, so I would not. I know. remember seeing a sticker that I went like, oh, "That sounds like science," but I'm not sure if that's true or not. <laughs> if you wanted to, did they charge sixty five dollars? Yeah, for it? it was sixty five dollars, like, and they were like, "Okay, quick, everybody, like grunt towards the middle, and yeah. you'll go a little bit faster." What they did is you bought sixty. What you did was you bought a pillow for sixty five dollars that gave you less room on the seat, so yeah. that you had to sit forward, and then so it that made it would go move faster. faster. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Francis Ladybug Boogie tied for my least favorite ride. Yeah, in there. I, this is one of those things. Listen, the saving grace of this is that I believe Dennis Leary did the voiceover for it. Oh, of course really? He was the voice of Francis in yeah, yeah. Uh, A Bug's Life, uh, and so hearing him tell you how to get on and off the ride is enjoyable for me. I wouldn't touch this thing with a 10-foot pole. I do not do spinner rides. They make me throw up. This one probably would be the worst offender uh, even over the teacups. It was loud and rumbly, and I've, I've only rode it three or four times. Yeah, that's it was the other very thing. clacky. Yeah, when you turn, I mean, again, when they hit, they hit the big button to start, you hear, you hear those turntables wind yeah. up. Yeah, it was a clacky yeah. ride. Yeah. Next one is Tuck and Roll's Drive em Buggies. Uh, this was a bumper car ride. It sure was. That you would say is off the shelf, but it had two very unique things about them. The first is just that all of the bumper cars were painted, or were, you know, fabricated as either Tuck yes. or Roll. I don't remember who is who, but yes. one of them, uh, one of them has like a silly grin, and the other one has a unibrow. I don't remember. That's who's right. Who. That's right. I don't you think know. anybody's gonna. I mean, maybe one of our listeners will, will write in and let us know. Okay, <laughs> which one is which? Yeah, our Bugs Life fanboys. So that 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 was or interesting. Fan girls. Yeah, 
That was one interesting thing. The other interesting is like most bumper cars, they get their power from a rod that raises in the back yes. that hits an electrical gr- grid above it. Yes. This one, uh, the floor panelings were had alternating polarity, and so the power oh, for the ride. Yeah. So there was none. Of, there was none of that pull business that was clacking above you. It was just just a car, which was kind of cool. I think another it was good new f- technology. And, and I think another good feature of this ride. I do not like this ride. Okay. Okay. I don't because uh, like most bumper car experiences, uh, bumper cars are really fun in concept and in execution. It's just like, I where I can't drive. I can't really move I now. can't move. It's, Stop hitting me. Another good name would have been just like traffic. Yeah, gridlock. Yeah. Gridlock the experience. Uh, but uh, one of the things about Tuck and Rolls, which I do think was good, is the theming leading up to it was cute. Yeah. It was like a big circus tent, yeah. uh, which was really cute. And then the area. A lot of times when you go into bumper cars, it's a very confined area, which adds to this gridlock feeling of you can't really can't really ram into anybody because yeah. you can't get going fast enough. Tuck and Rolls was a large area where a lot of cars could, if you could keep, if you could get going, yeah. you could actually drive in a in a circuit, in a circuit. A circular passion. Circular yeah, circular motion. passion. Yeah, <laughs> it's a decent. This is one of my favorite seventies bands. Circular passion. They were good. Lip synced. They, they play Juice Newton. Yeah, open. They open for. They open circ- for Juice circular Newton. passion. Yeah, a circular fashion. Yes. Uh, and you could actually start going around the yeah. track that way. Yeah, I think the funnest thing about bumper cars is not trying to bump everybody, but actually just trying to have fun. Trying to navigate out of the way. Totally. Yeah, that is sort of fun. What was the other thing about this ride? Oh, I think the voices of Tuck and Roll would change depending on which car you were in. You'd get Tuck's voice if you were in Tuck's car and Roll's voice if you were in your old There was car. a lot of uh, laughter and ha-ha, like that type yeah. of thing. Which yeah, t- I don't think t- it was discernible voices, but yeah. Right. Tuck and Roll are very, very fun characters from uh, Above's totally. Life. And so, uh, before we get to the last ride, which is everybody's favorite, uh, there was one more area, and I think it was, it was called Princess... Princess Dots, puddle, splashing like area. Like a splash something. ground, right? Yeah, which was right when you came in, the Sunshine Plaza entrance from the farm. Um, there was, you know, a water thing with oversized gardening equipment because you'd shrunken down to the yep. size of a bug. This was convenient. Inexplicably. Yeah, inexplicably. You'd untrinkably shrunk down right. to a... Uh, and this was smart placement because it was right next to the bathrooms. Yes. But the idea of taking my kids to a theme park <laughs> and then having them get drenched, I don't right know where I Right next to a bathroom? Did, did, did that did that creep you out? Because no. that creeps me out. It didn't until you just said it. Now. Is this the same water? <laughs> yeah, just the idea. Like most of my day at a theme park is spent trying to keep my kids not from getting wet. Sure, like right. don't jump on that, don't climb over that. That's deeper than it looks. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and this is like they have this at Universal City Walk. They have a dancing fountain there. I love that dancing fountain. Do you ever see kids that like showed up for dinner though, and now there's no change of clothes and they are just drenched. I cannot tell you the number of kids that I've seen that are wearing diapers that now look like they're 30 pounds because they've just been sitting over a fountain uh, for an hour. It's like whatever blueberry from Willy Wonka. It's just like, uh, not Veruca Salt. Who is it? Who turns into the blueberry? It was... This is what we have you for. This is why we bred you in a machine. This is why we sent you to training. This is why the government has spent millions of dollars. Stop it. I can do this. I know you can. I'm going to get water and you're going to tell me who turns into a blueberry. Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard turns into the no. She's the one that gets the squirrels. No, that's uh, that's Veruca Salt. Okay. Uh, Augustus Gloop goes into the drink. Yep. Uh, and then up the tube. Yep. Violet Beauregard uh, is the, she's the one that chews the gum. Chews the gum and she turns into the blueberry. She turns into the blueberry. Veruca Salt goes down the chute, and Mike TV gets shrunk. Yeah. Turns not unlike. Getting shrunk to go into a bug's land. Not unlike that. And not unlike a diaper in a theme park play Fountain. splash pad. Yes. Is so, what happens. so your point is like you're trying to keep 
kids dry. This is deliberately trying to, trying to get them wet. I'm trying to nimble, unrash. I don't want rashes. Yeah, you, you know? don't want rashes. Yeah, I don't want any of that stuff. And I don't want to take an hour. And I don't want to be like, oh, man, I just felt like I went swimming. I'm really tired. Can we just take like four hours? Yeah. So I don't know. For me, I don't. I don't we don't ever like access that type of stuff at Universal City Walk. Yeah, but or, if it's or, super hot. I mean, that's the thing. Like, imagine, imagine like those sweltering hot days in Orange County. Like, that's going to feel good to the kids. Yeah. And then while you're walking, you're going to walk that off. That's that. You're not going to get too much. You're not going to get too much diaper rash. Okay. Uh, in Fair that. enough. Um, yeah, the the splash ground. I take it or leave it. Again, it felt it was nice, but it's nothing special. Yeah, it was a small area. It was fun. What I did love oh. were the Bugs Life bathrooms. I yeah. loved the Bugs Life bathrooms. I loved the the sign for men and women, and then the the sound profile. I think I heard the sound profile the most from the bathrooms. But there's like this great sound profile in the bathrooms that also bled out into the the land itself, where you just heard the the hum of crickets and totally. Yep, they had that uh, line. That sort of you could hear you could yeah. hear that really clearly. Yeah, I like that too. That brings us to the last sort of other than like the churro cart was there and then they had like an ice cream cart there as well. Yeah. I think everybody's favorite ride was Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. And this requires some setting up. Hey, help me to go find something to eat. Come on, everybody, here we go. I want to grow up to be a beautiful butterfly. Oh, now that's a good flavor. That's good. There's several reasons people, people I think, liked it. One is, well, we'll get to the sad reason behind it, but I don't know, it had had smell effects on it. I think that was one of the first times at DCA where that that worked consistently okay. every single time. The orange smell in Soren worked really well. Yep. And then on, on Heimlich's Choo Choo, I think Heimlich is a very likable character. He's a very likable character. Uh, and and ador- th- adorable voice. Very Augustus Gloop. Very, very Augustus Gloop. And so the oversized stuff that you went through was a very short, uh, ch- short train ride, but it was voiced by uh, Joe Ramft who was uh, a Pixar story artist, uh, co-wrote Toy Story and okay. A Bug's uh, A Bug's Life. He was, I think, a co-author, co-writer on those and uh, was killed in a car accident in Mendocino County wow. a long time ago. Super sad. Uh, and so I think it Why'd had Why'd you some... do that for our show? Well, well, it's been kind of a sad episode because uh, one of the interesting points is, is when they took Heimlich's Choo Choo Train out, they took one of the cars, one of the one of the cars, and they took it to Pixar uh, in memory of him. So there's, there's still a Heimlich train car out there somewhere just not at dca and i think people like the ride for all that reason joe ramped a great guy wow i really brought you down i'm so sorry yeah, you really just uh slammed on the brakes of the i didn't of the mean show. to but people have a sentimental attachment to that ride and also just because it's it's super cute yeah but it's, it's not a great ride it's as Listen, far as a no, no ride disrespect goes, to joe no as far as a ride goes it's a pretty flat train ride. Like it's that goes just a out. flat kids train ride. As far as riding through big no fruit, adult that smells, should be growing. No adult should be on that thing. I think. I think what happens on that ride is you're like, oh, this isn't going to be. Oh, it smells. And then you're like, this was much. It, see, it exceeds yeah, your and expectation then you hear, like, every time. Well, and then you hear like Heimlich, like, yeah, oh, the chocolate or whatever yeah, he says. Yeah. That wasn't bad. So I think that's what that was with that ride. Is it exceeded your expectations every time because you looked at it and you're like, does it really just? Go right out there flat and come back. Pretty much. And, but then you get on it and you're like, oh, it smells. And it's kind of, oh, big watermelon. This is fun. I think that's why everybody But it still it. just goes around in a circle. It just does. It's it was our favorite ride. It doesn't even go through something. There's no tunnel. I think it does go through a watermelon or something like that. Yeah, but is that a tunnel? I mean, how long does it have to be to be a tunnel? Full watermelon. It's an archway. Full watermelon. Yeah, it's that's got, what you, you gotta require. go full watermelon yeah. for a tunnel. I always do. In 7-Eleven, at DCA, I always go full, full watermelon. watermelon. Yeah. Uh, now, what was your response to? I, I have no thoughts on Heimlich's yeah. Choo Choo. Again, I think it's horribly overrated. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you do. I do. Because it was like the darling of Bugs Land. I know. For... And everybody, again, everybody was like, when Bugs Land shut down, there was this like, I want to be the last to ride Heimlich's Choo Choo. Yeah. like, get over yourself. <laughs> Grow up. It's a it's a child's train. Again, if you want to ride that, you can ride it anywhere else. You like if you probably, see, if probably you, go to your local mall. You can probably yeah. ride the exact same thing. If you see a thing. news story, it's like, somebody built Heimlich's Choo Choo train in their backyard. You're like, I believe that. Yeah, they order it on Amazon? Probably could. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the Amazon bit. Now, here's the question. Okay. It's tough to be a bug. I can't remember if we've talked about this before Probably or not. Have. Uh, what, what was your thought on on arguably the signature attraction of It's a Bug Land? Uh, um, a land? Yeah, very much like Honey, I Shrunk the Audience in terms of mm-hmm. the type of ride that it is. It's a theater-based ride with 4D effects. Yep. Um, I really liked that the waiting area was super cool. It was below ground, yes. kind of a granity kind of thing. Cool, smelled earthy. I like that. Yeah. I like the gra- the grasshoppers, uh, you know, oh come gosh. down from the ceiling. That, that was hopper awesome. Audio animatronic is yeah. amazing. So I liked all that. Liked uh, the movies are always just kind of passable in there. The effects were pretty good. I remember there was a stinger that hit you in the middle of the back that I did yes. not like, and so did I, not like that. Yeah, either. so I sat kind of arched forward the whole time. Yep. People were like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I just don't know what part this comes at, and I don't want it to poke me in the back. Surprise I don't like me it every time. Yeah, surprise me every time, but still great. Yeah, yeah. So and I, then the I liked the, it. the uh, black widows descend from the yeah the ceilings. That's right. Yeah, I liked it. I don't really consider those like rides. It's an attraction. <laughs> It's definitely an attraction, but I feel, I feel like it's really hard to anchor a land with a movie theater. 100%. Yeah, so that, that's my only thing. And, you know, I, I don't think that Tomorrowland has that going on, especially, I mean, that theater is now, I don't even know if it's operating right now. It's not under COVID. No, and before it, it was Star Wars highlights. Yeah. Right. It, so it hasn't yeah. really had a, a thing for quite a while yeah. since probably it was Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I know that it's not operating because they're using the queue for uh, Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Mm, yeah. So I'm I'm for it. Very hard to anchor. You come in, you come into DCA. You come down the Sunshine Plaza. You go past shops. You go past the Sunplane Plaza. Grizzly River runs off to your right, kind of, but you yep. just see the waterfall. Yep. You go to Bugs Land. You hit a movie theater. Hit the Tortilla Factory. You're almost to the back of the park, and you have not hit an attraction. You haven't seen a ride. Not been a ride. When it opened, you could walk a long time. Before you actually that's saw the, a ride. again, that's the weirdest thing about uh, about Disney California Adventure. Like, unless you took the route that led you to the pier, yeah. Unless you went down Condor Flats past Soaring, right? Yeah, like you you did not see there was there is no weenie. There is yeah. like nothing that drew you into the park in any way. Uh, and like you said, like you could basically make a straight line and not hit a ride. Yeah, for a long time, you could hit a caterpillar uh, tractor. Uh, yeah, but when, yeah, but when, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could hit a, you could hit a track and you could get a for, for, free tortilla, free tortilla, which were delicious. I'm yeah. not saying that they're not delicious. No, they're, I hope, I hope, they're very delicious. I hope nobody listening to this is hearing that I thought those tortillas were not delicious. You got to go back. You you have tried that tortilla. They don't have them anymore. Right. I know. But and and did you remember? I don't know if you ever had this, but there was a this was this was one of the best things of DCA that brought me so much joy. Is that uh, during that you would wait in that little waiting room to get the tortillas and <laughs> yeah. they'd play that film and then there was some part in that film where they would go masaka. <laughs> And like if you could, if you went to DZA a lot, everybody yelled that part out, and so you'd be in there, and everybody would go masaga at the same time, or whatever the word was. I, I, again, do again. you remember that at all? No, I I don't remember that at all. Uh, I don't deny it though. Okay, and it sounds like a very fun thing to do. However, it was like us making, it was us having fun with something that wasn't inherently inherently fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, delicious, not inherently fun. And thanks to the adventure of the second corn flower. <laughs> 
What else do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about... Uh, well, let's talk about how... Tower uh, Terror? Tower Terror you opens. Take it. I will. Good. This, this is the quick. Flick's Fun Fair opens. It becomes a Bugs Land. Oh, one other thing about a Bugs Land. Please. I think it's sweet. I, I enjoy it. And it and it is definitely kid-centric. Like, it is... It, it, do, it delivers on the purpose of what it was made for, which is this is a, a place where little kids can enjoy Right, what just happened there? The problem with I think the problem with it was that Disneyland and and the ethos of Disneyland was attractions that that parents and their kids could experience right. together. That they didn't pander to the child and they didn't freak out the you know they weren't so thrill seeking for the adult. So they created this middle magic ground. And I think some people's complaints of a Bugs Land was that it catered too much to kids, where it became sort of. Uh, something the adults had to do, not yeah. that they wanted to do, because no adult wanted to ride any of the rides there, save Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. Continue without making a comment. Continue without making a comment. You know what's crazy is Bugs Land opened in 2002. Correct. The A Bugs Life movie came out in 1998. So there's only four years between Bugs Life coming out and that land being built. In my mind, that was 700 years. Dude. Dude It's me. Tough to Be a Bug came out before A Bugs Life came out. That's, that's blowing my mind yeah. right now. Like I'm having feelings that I haven't had in a while. The Disney company does not do that anymore. Yeah. The Disney company does not say, hey, there's this IP that's about to come out. We want to hit it at the same time. Yeah. The Disney company goes, I don't know, is Frozen a hit? Four years later. Yeah. Okay, let's start developing a ride based yeah. on that. We'll do a sequel. We'll hit it with the sequel. So when it's tough to be a bug, when, when, uh, why, why, why are you saying that? Are you saying that, that, that Disney used to be more bold? Like that that was riskier to do it that way or it was better? Because now they really rely on, the, on they wait to see if it's a hit, and then they go sequel and, Correct. and, and monetize and it. And that's what I'm saying is that they were more, uh, they, they took more risks more that risk. way, Okay, right? I was just wondering. Uh, when Animal Kingdom opened up, it was before Bugs uh, Life opened up, and these, one of the signature attractions was It's Tough to Be a Bug. So my first introduction to those characters was through- Was through an attraction. Was through an attraction. Fascinating. And then I saw the movie based That's on crazy. It. Yeah. So, uh, yes, a very, very quick time from- I mean, very quick time yeah. to introduce those characters into any park, uh, let alone Disney California Adventure. Now, Tower of Terror opens up in 2004. So this opens up in 2002, about a year and a half after the park opens up. Tower of Terror finally gets opened up 2004. And then uh, it pretty much stays that way, right? And you have your lands locked and, yeah. and, and your ability to pass through uh, a bug's land to get to Tower of Terror. Fast forward to July 23rd, 2016, Disney announces at San Diego Comic-Con that Tower of Terror is going down. Yeah. And that's going to be replaced by a Marvel-based attraction based on Guardians of the Galaxy. And I would say Disney fans collectively lost their minds. Yep. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, we talked about this when we uh, when we talked to... Brian Crosby. Brian Crosby mm -hmm. about that. I would say I was one of those people that lost, lost his mind. I definitely lost my yeah. mind. Uh, mainly because, again, I treasure Tower of Terror so much, even though it's categorically better in Florida than is California. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, it was more than that. It was that the Tower of Terror was a fantastic ride, t fantastic theme, seemed to make sense with the Hollywood backlot, and there was right. almost no Marvel in the parks at this time when this is announced, like Marvel characters maybe. I mean, um, they were over in Disneyland, if I remember correctly. They were at Innoventions uh, yeah, at that point. Yeah, they had that Iron Man thing. Right. So we were all sort of talking uh, as a community, like, how much is Marvel going to invade the parks and in what way? Right. What will that look like? Uh, and is that going to be at Disneyland? And I better not see a Marvel land. And and so I think this was the f the first shot where uh, some of us fans were like, oh, I think I think this purchase of Marvel, right? What is, is this going to? Yeah, is going to be bigger than we think it's yeah, going to be. And it certainly did become bigger because Tower of Terror, uh, the the Tower of Terror's last drop happens on in January of 2017. 
Uh, it shuts down, and then they quickly start to go through the renovation process in order to turn it into the collector's tower. Yeah. Right? Uh, and and all, all the way through that process, people are going like, this is not going to work. Look at this. <laughs> this Have you looks, seen the outside? It's atrocious. Yeah. Like, it's just an abomination. And 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 It looks like rejected Blade Runner concept. <laughs> it totally art. does. Yeah. Yeah, it, totally, it absolutely does look like rejected Blade Runner concept. Uh, and it continues to look that way. I mean, it, you know... If it were not, in fact, the best ride in... Okay, it's tied with Cars Land, but it's it's such a good ride. It's so good, but it's ugly as all get out. I mean, it just is. It does not fit in California Adventure at all. Uh, Again, you you walk in and you can see... if I remember correctly, you can see it from Buena Vista Street. Yeah. And so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fit into the backdrop of what they're trying to do with Buena Vista Street. It really sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, and like to your point, like, is this is this a first step toward a Marvel land? And indeed, it it is. Yeah. Because on March 19th, 2020, it's tough to be a bug closes. Yep. It runs its final performance. The next day, Disney announces that it's closing uh, a bug's land in order to make way for Avengers Campus. Uh, and then the they ever land- do a story on what happens to those bugs? And they had a story for how they got there. Uh, you know, they found them. Anybody ever at Disney ever do a story for why they're not there anymore? I probably just bulldoze right over them. No, I don't think that's the story. You know, that's the case. No. Uh, think, what do you think the story I think, is? I think that there was like water in the ground and, and it was like radioactive in a positive way. And Ooh. those bugs are all now superheroes. Oh, I like that. Waiting for IPs in the future. I actually am really interested to see how they honor uh, Bugs yes, Land. because they in will Avengers for sure. Campus. They absolutely will. Yeah. And I think that there will be some, I think there probably will be some great nods in uh, Avengers Campus for uh, so. a Bugs Land. Uh, in September 4th, 2018, the land closes uh, and has stayed closed yeah. up until... Probably the time you're hearing this uh, this podcast when Avengers Campus opens. Uh, what's your final question? My or... final question is this: Do you feel like a Bugs Land should have gone away in order to make room for Avengers Campus? Uh-huh. And or do you think a Bugs Life is the type of intellectual property that should be maintained in Disney California Adventure, even if Avengers Campus is there? Right, like move it somewhere else. Yeah. Find where... So I mean, I love, I did like that land. I have a lot of uh, good memories of my kids being a very, you know. Very young, yeah, and and that being a place we spend a lot of time. So I have tons of positive t- positive memories about it. Um, but I'm totally okay that it's that it's going. And Bugs Life's one of one of my favorite Pixar films. I, I dig Is it. Is it really? Yeah, it's really up there. I, I enjoy it quite a lot. But it's just you know, I like it, ants better. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. you don't. I just you kidding. Don't I don't. At all. I don't like ants better. I really like it's a Bugs Life. I yeah. mean, I, I love yeah, a Bugs Life. B you like Jerry Seinfeld's B movie. I really like B movie. <laughs> I like. Really, any insect-based uh, heartwarming CG. tale. Yeah. yeah, any CJ-based. Yeah. Um, I'm fine. You know, I, I think, is Avengers Campus the right thing to replace it is a more interesting question than should Bugs Life stay? Because I think I think we're all okay with Bugs Life going. Yeah. But what would replace that? I'm, I'm not sure Avengers Campus is, is the right thing to replace that. It just seemed like good space, and it's next to Guardians of the Galaxy, so it makes sense. Well, I mean, I, I think that brings up a, a question that we could spend an entire show on, which is, you know, Marvel as a theme park property in disney theme parks does that work uh should it work does it work in disney california adventure yeah like there's a lot of questions yeah dca has evolved to ip lands or is devolving or evolving to ip lands which is just not something i'm used to yeah so i have lots of questions on that and so there you go i mean my question of course is how does how does a marvel-based avengers campus work into the theme of california adventure uh when 
the Avengers are all New York based to begin with. Right. Uh, there's, I mean, I, and, and I think we'll see it when it opens. Obviously, you know, our it's like a satellite campus. Yeah, it's like a satellite campus. It's like an online school. Well, it is. I mean, they have said it is a vendor. It is a campus. It's, there's going right. to be, this, this is the. It's like an extension university. Yeah, you can take Woodshop there, electronics, robot fighting. You can figure out how to fix the Quinjet. I think that's the right reason why it's up there. Yeah. You can just take correspondence, not correspondence courses, but you can take technical yeah. courses on how to fix the Quinjet. Totally. Yeah. They should call it Avengers Extension Campus. Yeah, they really should. Yeah. That'd be great. Comes with like a catalog printed on newsprint. It's fantastic. What ride do you want to ride? Now it's on page 70 of the campus thing oh they offer uh hammer adreno. making <laughs> yeah hammer making he <laughs> should have done the whole thing as a community college extension campus all great. the rides and ips are based off of like yeah like hammer making yeah. leather like etsy like start a you know whatever yeah, right. yeah. start uh, your own etsy store uh you're making like uh black widow bracelets yeah things like that so food you could that should have been an extension campus yeah and the spider-man ride is like all the cast Peter, members are like wannabe poets. Oh, I was gonna say no. I was gonna say it's it's Peter Parker's uh, like biology class at his uh, at community college. Yeah, exactly. JC. I, I think that's great. way more. In, I think that's way more in keeping with California. I like it. Avengers Extension Campus. <laughs> I will always call it that for Avengers now. Extension instead of assemble. That's oh yeah, that's yeah. Sorry, I had to explain. How the do you feel you. about that question? Do you do you think it was time for bugs? Was was Bugs Life past its prime? Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's missing a Bugs Life. Yeah. I mean, I really don't. Although, I mean, the argument could be made that place could quickly become a Pixar uh, park, right? I mean, you it was could, on its way. Man. It was on its way. You have Cars Land. You keep Bugs Land. You don't do Pixar Pier, but you do some, or maybe you do do Pixar Pier. Pixar and Pier. it's a celebration of all Pixar. You've got monsters Monstros- already Monstropolis. over there. I mean, there's so much where you could just say, we have Disneyland and we have Pixar Land. Uh, and maybe that's what they should have done and I then left Star Wars that. and Marvel for its own a third its, gate. Its a own third, third gate. Yeah, I yeah. would have loved that. that. I think we're, we're talking blue sky here, no money and space, no limit. I don't think anybody would disagree with you that Disneyland, a, Pixar place, land. a Pixar land, a place for Pixar movies, and a third gate that is sort of like bought IP, You're, Marvel I mean, and Star Wars. I was going to say, maybe you even you rip out Soren or you re-theme Soren into an up-based ride where you're in... Uh, you're in the house. Don't, don't toy with me. Right? You're in yeah. the house and you're like, that's the... The whole yeah. ride breaks whole down ride always. Breaks. It never. You never ride that ride without it breaking down. Yeah. It's just, just, you just walk out. I'm going to go back mm. to the hotel. Okay. You tired? No. No. I just don't know. I just feel sort of sullen. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's sweet, but I also feel sort of sad. Yeah. I feel like happy in a really depressed sort of way. <laughs> All at the same Dude, time. Soaring as an upride. I love it. Adventures out there. You go underneath the falls and stuff like yeah. that. Let's make this happen. You know people. I think we're too far down this road. Yeah. I mean, we're we're into DCA 4.0 at this point. We are. Yeah. Called Pixar Land. That's 5.0. Pixar Valley. Yeah. That's 5.0. Uh, that's been our exploration of the history of Avengers Campus and how we got there. Yeah. I really had a fun time with this one. Yeah, what we left behind. I think it's going to be great, Aaron. That's a show. Yay, fun, fun. I had a great time. It was real. It was it was bugging. I was bugging out over this. Stuff. Oh, I got that pun. Yeah, that's good. It was pretty out there. Or and you also have there. a bug. I can tell you're bugging out because you have yep, a bug. I, I have a bug. I got bugged out. I was yep. all biggity biggity bugged. It was a good time. I call you the notorious bug. Yeah. Yep. All Are we done with this bit now? Yeah. Fantastic. Yay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we love making the show, and we sure hope you've loved listening to it. This has been Bob Says and Banthas, and we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there. Yeah. We're oh. also on Magic of the Mouse Radio, yes, we are. which you can listen to 24-7, 365. You can visit Magic of the Mouse Radio on uh, the interwebs. Yeah. 
or bobsonsandbanthas.com forward slash radio mm-hmm. for a quick link to it. Please be sure to subscribe. We would love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. I would we, love it. We, I think we need a five-star review. We need, we, I, I feel like we could, we're geared up. We're geared up yeah, for another five-star like review. There's a lot of anticipation. A lot of things going on. Disney ends open. Uh, masks are maybe or maybe not going maybe, away. Maybe not. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of things to be excited what for. What do you think about the show? Let us know. Leave us a five-star. Yeah. Write us a review. We would love that. It helps us know what you love about it. So easy to write a review to. You just use letters to make words, words to make sentences. And then. Sentences to make positive statements about me. <laughs> and then a five-star at the very end. Yeah. It's exactly what Aaron needs right now. I do. He's not feeling well. He's feeling under the weather. Give him a little yeah. positivity. Yeah, please. You can visit us at bobsonsandbanthas.com. You can email us, podcast at bobsonsandbanthas. If you have a message for us or you have an idea for a show, you want to collaborate with us, that's how you can reach out to us. Or you can DM us on Instagram. Uh, you can reach out to us that way. Uh, you can also support us. We're patreon.com forward slash bobsonsandbanthas. We release exclusive content for our Bantha tiers over there. We talk about all sorts of fun things, Almost goofy every things. Week, yeah. Sometimes they're Disney related. Sometimes we talk about Juice Newton and Joan Jett, which I yep. think is probably what we talked about this week. Yeah, maybe. You don't know who Juice Jet and Juice Juice Jet. Juice Jet. That was the collaboration yeah. album that they did. <laughs> That's right. It was I Love the Queen of Hearts. I love the Queen of Hearts. I <laughs> If you don't know who Juice Newton or Joan Jett is. That's okay. You can join us over on Patreon. You're going to learn about them pretty quickly. Uh, that's where you can find us, patreon.com forward slash Banthas. You can wear us, tpublic.com, and you can join the Bantha tiers for more fun on Instagram. We're at Bobsons and Banthas. Until next week! <coughs> <laughs> Just go with it. He's been Sickly Aaron Robbins. I feel fine. And I've been Scott. I know I'm fine. <laughs> and we've been Bobsons and Banthas. Thanks, Thanks for so listening. Much. We'll see you next see you week. Next week. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.